Welcome to Teach Back Tuesday, where we play the most popular episodes from the previous season. When butter-voiced Janice Wolf subbed in for me last year, oh, we just had so much feedback about how beloved that episode was on A Heart for the Lost. We're replaying that episode for you. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Janice. I'm the host of 11 to 1 on Faith Music Radio, and today I'll be filling in for Francie on the Keep the Heart podcast. Francie is in a very busy time. It's conference season. In fact, if you go to keeptheheart.com, you can find out where she'll be speaking for the next few months. She might be in your area, and you could go hear her and meet her. There are also some great resources in the shop there, and I hope you'll check those out. Today, I'll be sharing with you some lessons I learned from Luke 15. In a recent study of that chapter, I realized the whole chapter was a declaration of Christ's love for the lost. The things I learned inspired me to pray more earnestly for the Lord to give me a heart for souls. I pray these lessons will be a blessing to you today. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. We play a little game at our house, and I call it Lost By. Now, you'll have to use your imagination and fill in the blank of that family member. It's, we call it Lost By Blank and Found By Mom. It's a fun game. Really, it is. The game begins with the loser in a frantic tizzy looking for a super important item. The game is spontaneous and typically starts just as we're walking out the door to go someplace. The lost item is always a must-have item for wherever it is we're going. It could be a glove for a baseball game, a sheet of homework, or tickets to a show. It's always played on the way out the door as we're scurrying to the next thing. Mom, with her all-knowing superpowers, appears on the scene. She knows just what pile of clothing to go through. She knows what bed to look under and what trash to scour through. Mom finds the item just in the nick of time. This game gets the adrenaline going. It raises the heart rate. (sighs) Though mom's energy is completely zapped, she ends up the champion once again in this game of lost and found. Now I've got a question for you. How many of you can relate to this? This is what Jesus was doing in Luke 15. He was relating. He was trying to get the crowd to understand something. He wanted them to understand his great love for the lost. As the Pharisees and scribes mumbled and grumbled about Jesus receiving sinners, Jesus relates to the crowd, asking the question, what man of you? Which of you, he says, If you've lost a sheep, 
if you've lost a valuable coin, if you have lost a son, what would you do? So this is the first lesson. When Jesus asked that question, what man of you having a hundred sheep if he lose one? When he asked that question, he is wanting us to understand his heart for the lost. The second lesson I learned is this. We do not rejoice over what we have like we do when we find something we have lost. I have suffered great loss in my life. I don't want to say that I've suffered more than any other person, but losing my first love, my first spouse to leukemia, it was a great and devastating loss for me. I was a young mother, 30 years old, with three children. And the loss was all-consuming, you could imagine. Keeping it together each day would have been impossible without God. And forging a new path alone, it was, it was empty. It was void of purpose for me. But I'll be honest, after some time, after some healing, finding new love was amazing. It was wonderful. And I do not think I could have known such depths of joy that this love could bring had I not first known the heartache of great loss. And Dan and I, my husband Dan Wolf and I, have been happily married for 24 years. Matthew Henry puts it this way, we are moved with a more sensible joy for the recovery of what we had lost than for the continuance of of what we've always enjoyed, for health out of sickness, than for health without sickness. It is as life from the dead. I'm not sure any one of us can quite understand the great loss our God suffered when man sinned. When man chose his own way that day in the garden, all hope of eternal fellowship was gone in an instant. But you know something? Love finds a way. And love finds us in our way. And neither can we completely comprehend the joy in heaven when even one sinner is found. One sinner who repents of his wandering ways brings joy unimaginable to the compassionate shepherd. Number three, our lesson number three, the lost are of great value to the seeker. I was not much growing up. I was skinny, scrawny. I had a face full of freckles and stringy, straight hair. Our family was poor. The town I grew up in was small and unknown, but I was of great value, sought after, pursued by my Creator, loved deeply. I do not know the value of the coin in Luke 15.8. There's been a number of opinions out there. I've heard some things through the years. But I do know this. That coin was valuable to the woman who swept, the woman who lit the candle and searched diligently. I think it's great that God chose a coin to represent the lost. A coin has value. 
no matter how small. And this coin was part of a set, making it valuable to the whole. Have you ever had a missing piece to a puzzle or a game? At that moment, it becomes necessary to find the one lost piece so the whole can be restored. I love it that God chose a woman to represent the seeker. No one searches for lost items like a woman. (laughs) If it can be found, mom will find it. Can you see that Jesus was the seeker? And can you see that you were that lost coin? To understand your value, you must understand the pursuit. In his pursuit of you, he came where you were. He came to light the candle. He came to sweep the house. He came to search diligently until you were found. And found in the hands of Jesus, you are of great value. These are just a few of the lessons that I learned while studying Luke chapter 15. But I want to end today by asking a question. Which lost soul were you? When my dad would give his testimony, there was always a point where he would say, and as that man walked away, I saw myself. I saw myself for who I was. I ran to my room and fell on my knees and I heard my mama's voice, Polly, Just call on Jesus. The man my dad referred to was a new patient who had just been admitted to the state hospital to be detoxed from his alcoholism. Dad had already been there a few weeks. He was feeling pretty good. This man had the shakes real bad. My dad loaned him a few things, and as that man turned and walked away from my dad. My dad saw himself. Now at the time, my grandma had been in heaven for over 10 years. It was her voice he heard. My dad came to himself that day. He called on Jesus, and a few weeks later, he walked out of that hospital a completely new man. In Luke 15, we have three parables about the lost. The shepherd seeks until he finds the sheep. The woman searches diligently, and the father waits. He just waits. Until recently, I have never completely understood why the father did not go after the son. It seems to me there are different types of lost people. (laughs) Imagine that. We are all unique and just Like we are all unique, we are all uniquely loved, and we are all uniquely pursued. Those who are wandering like a sheep and do not realize how far they have gone from God. Misguided souls, we could call them. The next, those who've been misplaced. Maybe someone in the church made you feel set aside. Maybe there was a bit of scrambling around and you got shoved in a corner. Just maybe. You were put on a shelf by some well-meaning folks. Then there are those who choose to make their own way. They take what's theirs, and one day they're gone, far from the Father. Which lost soul were you? Were you that lost, wandering, misguided soul? 
the shepherd sought diligently for you until you were found. Were you that misplaced coin, part of a church family where no one really understood your worth or purpose? Oh, but Jesus entered. He lit a candle. He cleaned house until you were found. Or were you that eager child, hungry to make your own way in the world, demanding your portion, wasting your wealth, living it up and spending it all? The Father waited for you. He waited for you to come to yourself. He waited for you to come home. Do you see yourself in Luke 15? Looking back, I see how God pursued me as a lost teenager. It was as if I were the only lost person in the world. Strangely, though, each time I heard his voice calling my name, I ran a different direction. I just continued going on my own lost way. I was like that sheep in Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. But one day I could run no more. The path I had chosen was rugged and hard. And the weight of my sin was too heavy to carry. So hearing his call, I ran to his loving, outstretched arms. And what a great and glorious day of rejoicing when the Savior found me, laid me on his shoulders, and brought me safely home. Don't ever stop rejoicing in the day that you received Christ as your Savior. Don't ever stop rejoicing that you have been found. Thank you for letting me fill in for Francie today. And these lessons are part of a Bible study, the Loser Bible Study Series. You can find out more about this Bible study on the 11 to 1 blog at faithmusicradio.com. Have a great week. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. I See You is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.